Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Thursday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. G Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And we've got a flying by the seat of our pants episode this week. It is the day before Thanksgiving. We are recording late at night. Uh, Stephen just got back from a basketball game in which... I, I hate J.R. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, I saw, that, I saw that there was an overtime. I was like, I was like, where is Stephen? And I, so I to find out where Stephen is, I go to Mavs.com and it was like, Mavs went in overtime. I was like, ah, overtime. That's where Steven is. Uh, <laughs> so, um, got a couple things to talk about, and I thought it would be more fun to figure them out live on the show rather than talking to Steven and figuring it out and then recording the show. So, here we are. So, I'm happy to announce that uh, last weekend I was in Baltimore. Uh, and the reason was that Joey Pasco from this show. Peace uh, be upon him. What did you say? Peace be upon him. It sounded like you said he used to be a pothead. I was like, what is that? Whoa! No, no. I was saying peace be upon him. It's okay. something that in the uh, the Muslim religion they say about the the prophet. Oh, okay. Or you know, or, or a prophet. You say that after you say their name. Okay. Peace be upon him. Okay. I was like, I was like, no, he didn't. I know this. No, but uh, Joey and. Christina got married. So pretty exciting. Um, 19 years ago, I set Joey up with a girl in my seventh grade class named Christina um, when Joey was in ninth grade. Um, And 19 years later, I got to perform the ceremony that married them. Thanks to American Marriage Ministries. Uh, A-M-M, the A-M-M dot org. Um, get ordained and do the thing. So uh, it was actually really awesome. I had a great time. And I was really, really honored to not only be the best man, but also to be the, uh, the minister for the wedding. Um, so that was really, really cool. And I'm so proud of Joey and Christina and just really excited to, you know, see what's next. So congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, I wanted to take a moment to thank Aaron Campbell and the deck tease podcast and GatheringMagic.com for having me on the show uh, about, uh, I don't remember how long ago, a week ago, a week and a half ago. Uh, that's how these things usually go when we record every other week. Um, Is it posted? It is. It posted about a week ago, but it was a very, 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 very personal interview. It was very uh, challenging and um, it was very uh, 
it, it was it was it was draining emotionally, but it was really fun to do, and uh, I wouldn't say fun, but uh, it was a great experience, um, you know, opening up on that show with Aaron. So uh, anyone who hasn't listened to that, go over to Gathering Magic, check out the latest episode of that. It'll be in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, and- it's like it's like eating a microwaved egg roll. Sure. It's like tasty, but then like you don't want to burn your mouth. <laughs> but then you definitely burn your mouth because yeah, exactly. You just bite into it anyway. Yeah, so that's exactly right. Um, <laughs> now, I'll give you one guess what I'm doing right now. You're biting into a microwave egg roll. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, fortunately, and this is news to Stephen. Fortunately, we won't have to worry about doing the every other week thing anymore because starting with this episode, Yo MTG Taps is now a weekly podcast. That's good to know. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> um, uh, we're gonna be uh, posted every Friday now. Um. I was writing articles for legit and that was a lot of fun, but it was getting harder and harder for me to find topics for articles. And I was really feeling like recording more. So uh, what you can expect, like we've been kind of expanding the episodes just to make up for the, you know, for the gaps in time. So we're pretty much going to be doing, bringing the episode lengths back to like their normal hour, hour, 15 minutes. Um, and, and posting them weekly instead of like making one big slog every other week. Um, so, so that, I think that'll like give us, allow us to cover things more concisely and to cover less things each episode. So I don't feel like we're just like running with all these different topics. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So now, you know, Huzzah! also, uh, I recorded, uh, for imps prison. Uh, which is uh, Angelo from um, from the Pit Imps podcast does this uh, a podcast called Imps Prison where he talks to magic personalities about non magic things. Um, so basically, I spent an hour and fifteen minutes or so uh, yelling on the phone with him in a, in a in a fun way, but yelling about wrestling and soccer and why football sucks now. Um, and that'll be out in about two weeks. I'll remind y'all again in two weeks. But I uh, just recorded that tonight. It was fun. Um, <laughs> we have different opinions about wrestling. It was pretty funny. But anyway, uh, so yeah, if if you want to hear more stuff about my life that isn't super sad you should check that out um so uh moving on we have to get into the uh grand prix that's coming up this weekend so million dollar question Stephen: are we going to the grand prix this weekend that is a good question yeah i have the time off right i need to search my soul and see if there's a deck i want to play there okay so, um, I mean, we were talking about some decks over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, again, like I said, don't let your soul be the four O's from the daily events on Magic Online the night before. I think the best bet would be to play something that you know, right? Probably. So, like, so what decks do you know? That's, let's let's get into this because. You know, I want to play. I want to go. I already paid mm-hmm. for my damn entry fee, and you're the last person on our team who's still going. <laughs> so I, I really I really want you to go. <laughs> I understand that. Specifically. Um, so so let's get you to the Grand Prix. Let's figure out how we're going to do this. So um, 
So what decks right now that are in standard are you like familiar with and feel comfortable with? Mardu mid-range. Mm-hmm. Feel pretty good about that one. Feel like yeah. I could customize it to whatever decks I wanted to beat. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, Jeskai Tokens, but not the combo version, because I just... Uh, I've only just played the one that doesn't have the combo, and every time I play the one, that one, the SEG, that has the combo in it, mm-hmm. I side out the combo pieces and just make it into a regular just tokens deck every single time. Huh. Although I, I see that it brings, like, a different angle, and it's... Uh, but I do feel fine playing that deck. Okay. Um, and I want to try the the junk aggro deck uh, that made the top eight of the last uh, SEG event. Okay. There's a junk, Although I, junk aggro, you said? So there's Abzan aggro. It's Aaron... Hmm, I'm going to say Barrick. Barrick? Okay. He's won... I think he won the SEG Dallas Open... Like two opens ago. Okay. With like Naya Aggro or something. He plays aggressive decks. Okay, right on. And this is just uh, Abzan Aggro deck. It's got uh, four Bloodsoak Champion, four Fleece Main Lion, four Air of the Wilds, two Rakshasa Death Dealer. Nice. Uh, four Siege Rhino, just because if you're in those colors, you run four Siege Rhino. Right. Four Soldier of the Pantheon, two Boon Seder, four Anafenza the Foremost. Ooh. Four Abzan Charm. One Soren Solemn Visitor, Ugh. three Gather Courage, Courage, and one Become Immense. Gather Porridge. That's pretty good. That seems really strong. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it seems like every deck right now is just a bunch of mid range decks trying to go mid rangier. Mm-hmm. And this one just goes under all that. Which right. Seems pretty sweet. Doesn't seem like a bad plan at all. Um, I like my my deck. You know, I'm playing Green Black Constellation. I really like that deck against the aggro decks um, because you've got Murderous Cut if they, you know, for something. Uh, but then you've also got the Doomwake Giants for everything. Um, so I hope people play that because I'm not I'm not really super scared of aggro decks to be honest with you. Um, I'm not super scared of a lot of decks right now. I'm feeling confident, uh, pretty confident about my deck. I, I like it. I, I'm, I'm actually. Uh, what did I get together? Oh, I'm actually thinking I might run a couple of the uh, Necropolis Fiends in it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking I might do it. I know I talked about it on the last episode. But Maybe one. At least one. Maybe two. Um, because I tried Dead Drop and it was terrible. That's why. And I'm like, well, I've got the Delve. What? I've got the I, – I had to try it. That's why you test, man. I was like – but it was really bad. Um, I had it in my hand against an Elspeth, and that's the definition of – yeah, you don't want that. So um, – So for your diet, you, you tried eating all bacon, and when that didn't work, you tried all fried chicken. Yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't know. You're, you, you, you tried out like an F-minus card. And you're like, well, that's not too good. So let's try this D plus. Ah, it's not that bad of a card. It just doesn't have a home. It's fine. And <laughs> no, no, no. Dead drop's bad and constructed. Dead, I think. dead drop is bad. No, I mean it just wasn't. Yeah, there's too many. There's too many tokens. It just wasn't good enough. Well, I was playing against freaking Abzan mid range. This seems good there. Yeah, but then, <laughs> but then I had an Elspeth and um. My brilliant sideboarding plan, and this is why we test folks, was to cut my Doomwake Giants. So, I'm sitting there playing against a million tokens going, 
man, I wish I had at least one of those Doomwake Giants. Wow, I'm pretty dumb. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I did that with Soren. Like, I, I was like, I was playing against, I was playing Mardu midrange. I was playing against Nabzan midrange deck. Yeah. And I didn't know, like, which version exactly it was. So I just plus the Soren up twice, and I'm like, well, going to ultimate him and win the game automatically. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> and then they just cast an Elspeth, and I'm like, oh, that's... <laughs> It's a that... lot of guys they can sacrifice every turn. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem very useful. Man, that's funny. Um, so, okay. Um, so you're, but you're probably not going to play Abzan aggro this weekend, right? I mean, I got to test it. I'm going to test it. You got to test it, though? I mean, like, if you... See, I could... this For... is why I feel so, like, distraught about this event. Well, that's but you, but you self-destruct, man. You I self-destruct know. yourself at these events. I heard, I heard you say I, this is what I heard you say at the start was, well, I know Mardu mid-range inside and out, and has the best uh, best flexibility against the most uh, potential opponents, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that what you said? Yeah. So why don't you play Mardu mid-range? Well, because I've I've been testing a bunch of other decks. I'm, I'm of let me pull up my notes here. Oh, jeez. So I played a bunch of Mardu midrange, and uh-huh. my rating was 1785. Uh-huh. And it says here I tried Sadisi Whip. Then I tried the Jeskai Token combo. And then I tried the four-color Nelson, which is the Brad Nelson deck that just combines Mardu midrange and Abzan midrange, which I, li- I like the concept of. And now my rating is 1680. <laughs> Down to 1680. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's not so hot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not feeling so great. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you know, I mean, why don't you stick with something you know then? Like, I mean, why don't you stick with Mardu midrange? Like, what would you do? What do you expect to, to face this weekend, first of all? Like, what decks do you expect to play against? Uh, Mardu midrange. Uh-huh. Blue-white heroic. Okay. I guess blue-black control, which kind of scares me. I don't like that. Um, because that that just answers mid range decks really well. Mm-hmm. Because the mid range decks are just setting up so they can play really sweet cards on turns three, then turn four, then turn five, and blue black control is just set up to start countering all your spells on turn three plus. Right. Um, I would expect some version of Jeskai, be it just the traditional Jeskai aggro from the Pro Tour, or I don't really think Jeskai Heroic is where you want to be. Right. Um, but maybe the Jeskai Tokens combo deck. I mean, people like that. But I, I just expect a bunch of Mardu mid-range. Okay. I'm sad because the tournament is like two weeks too late for me. I don't know, two or three weeks back. I can't even remember when that SCG IQ was. I guess that was like four weeks ago now. Um that's when I played Mardu Midrange and felt okay about it. I don't think we even talked about that on the podcast. I mean, it was only two weeks ago then. Well, you, you mentioned it briefly. You mentioned that, like, you felt like it was the best deck then, but you thought mm-hmm. that, it, you know, it might not be in two weeks if people catch up to it. Yeah, so not this week, but last week, I think Brad Nelson and uh, Brian Kibler wrote articles about how sweet uh, Mardu Midrange is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of... That, that wasn't the best. And then looking at the results of the most recent SCG and the most recent TCG player, um, Mardu is the most popular deck now. Hmm. Which is a bummer because it was designed when 
Abzan was the most popular deck. And the you know the reason Mardu is superior is just because yeah you have superior top decks if you're not playing a bunch of mana guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel a little less confident in it now that it's the most popular deck, and now people are playing decks that can beat it by either going over the top with a control deck or playing something super linear but that like lines up well against it, like Constellation. So I entered a bunch of like eight eight man queues. Mm-hmm. And I lost in the first round three times in a row to a junk constellation deck. Hmm. Just <laughs> like it was the same person. So it was just really weird that I entered three eight mans in a row and got paired against the same person playing the same deck. And like so after the second time, like I for a brief second, and so I was playing uh the third time I tr- I tried the the Brad Nelson four color deck, so it was yeah. running green. So I briefly considered putting a return to nature in the sideboard. Back to nature. <laughs> yeah, yes. back to nature, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, that's just silly. What are the, what are the odds? And then into the eight-man queue and just get rolled by the, the Drunk Constellation deck. Oh, man. Yeah. It's good if you don't have any sweepers. Yeah, yeah. Because it just, it just builds up. It, it just becomes, really like, overwhelming, yeah. It does. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm playing I mean, – I'm not playing the Junk Constellation – but uh, but I don't feel like junk added anything. <laughs> I don't think it does either. I keep I look at that deck and I'm like, no, I just want to be more consistent. Like, I love my mana base. My mana base is so lean, and it's just uh, I mean, it's like 22 lands, and it's not even a um, you know, a devotion based deck. It gets devotion. It has it has the um, what do you call it? The Nykthos. You know, it has <laughs> two. So. At late game, it definitely can have those like one or two explosive devotion turns that just take the game way out of hand, especially like if you're playing like against one of the mid-range decks. Because I've found like against Abzan mid-range, mm-hmm. you get a lot of board stall. And you know, I have not felt scared. No offense, Peter, but I have not felt scared once playing against Abzan mid-range. Um, and it's just like the reason why is because I always feel like like they have Siege Rhino. Siege Rhino's great. They've got a lot of really great cards, you know, period. But Whip just really takes games out of hand and and just having those couple explosive turns with like the Eidolons and and all those different things and the Doomwake Giants eventually you can just charge up to where your Doomwake Giant wipes their board and then you just get through with a bunch of stuff or you've got Hornet Queen that just stops everything and um and I just haven't felt scared of the deck now i haven't played against mardu mm, at all so uh hmm. worried about that um but i think it's kind of the same i think pretty much the same stuff that stops the abzan deck will also start the mard stop the mardu deck in that deck so you, you know so like like you said with mardu mid-range you feel like you know you're one of those people who uh who bought um the White Stripes album, or White Blood Cells, you know, before Fell in Love with a Girl come out. And then mm-hmm. two weeks later, the single comes out and everybody likes it. And you delete it off of your makeoutclub.com profile. Um, <laughs> so uh, because, you know, those guys obviously suck and nobody ever liked them. Who would who would like them, even though they were like, you know, the number one thing on your profile two weeks ago. Um, so then what do you do? Like, uh, like, I, I, I mean, I feel like this is what happens a lot. Yeah, you start you get... testing some bad decks. Well, this is what happens. This is what happens is that you get ahead. You're you're ahead of the curve on a deck, right? Mm-hmm. So so 
I feel like that's a strength more than just, oh, everyone else is picking up this deck. I should move on to something else. Because what usually happens when you do that is that's the deck that wins. You know, because people stuck to their guns. Some people went off and tried something cute or something that they thought beat that deck. But then that deck just is consistent and, and does what it does. You know, if you still get the best deck, there probably isn't much reason to change, right? Right. I mean, I should probably start tuning it, like adding uh, Crater's Claws, which I was looking at, which mm -hmm. really helped in the extremely grindy mid-range on mid-range matches that yeah. Standard has become. Right. Um, so, you know, that might be a thing. Like, what do you think the best solution is? Testing a bunch of really bad decks. That is not the best solution, <laughs> though. Like, like... <laughs> well, that's why we're having this conversation. I was, uh, you know, I was sketching out, uh, I was going to try to see if Mono Blue... Mono blue is still a thing. It's not. Uh, it's not. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't find enough good cards. Vasa still seems really good, though. I forgot that was mo like standard legal. Vasa is really good. I I forgot Thassa and Master Waves were still standard legal. Like I just forgot that. That's like bad. I saw them in I saw them in Cube. So like the Legacy Cube. I've actually. So this is how sad I've gotten about standard. Is I start. I just I just saw the Legacy Cube. I'm like I just want to feel again. <laughs> so I started playing that, <laughs> and I, I saw that like they have it's got like Thassa and Master of Waves, and I'm like, man, these are really sweet cards. And then I was like, oh, wow, they're still they're still standard legal. I can't believe that. <laughs> I don't know how to exploit that though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if everybody was playing like the the red deck or whatever, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. it just I just don't feel like it's that good. I mean, Master had its moment. You know, Eidolon of the Great Revel, still standard legal. Eidolon of the Great Revel. Well, why don't you play like uh, uh, the the boss? Uh, oh God, deck? I'm not doing that. No way. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I don't think Eidolon's that great though when you're playing against a bunch of mid range decks. Well, I was trying to make Mono Red Devotion work. Real? Oh, oh. Yeah, it it didn't work. Yeah, I, I tried. Um, I just wanted like hammer of perforos plus nickthos into um the oh what is this the flame speaker whatever guy prophetic flame speaker prophetic flame speaker yeah. i wanted to give him haste get in there tap nickthos and cast everything but i also like the idea of the uh i still love um i can't remember the minotaur the one that's uh a red and three and then it does x damage equal devotion to red yeah, fanatic, exactly. Fanatic Amogus. I mean, he's the payoff for that kind of a deck. Yeah, but I want to run that and Twin Flame in the same deck. So I can be like, uh, Fanatic, Drain, Copy Fanatic, Drain, you know, Haste. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a, I don't know. There's a lot of neat stuff there. You Maybe know, just Guy Control with Karanos? Karanos is still standard legal. Yeah, I mean, I was Karanos been? <laughs> I, I took a little trip through Gatherer, and uh, I was just looking at all the different cards that you can still play. Um, it was surprising. A lot of cards I've forgotten about. Yeah, it's so weird. And you would figure something like Karanos would be playable when everything costs like four or more. Yeah, you would think if everything's a mid-range mirror match, which is basically what standard is right now. Right. I, I actually don't like... I haven't tried the Abzan aggro deck, but Blue-White Heroic and... Um, the boss slide decks, like I think I'm almost literally undefeated against them when playing Mardu midrange. Mm, yeah. So I've just gotten a bad impression of them just as decks. I don't want to be 
uh, piloting. Right, right. But but yet, but yet your impression of the deck you're piloting doesn't improve from smashing decks that you expect to see a lot of. Okay, so here's the thing. I haven't really tested Mardu midrange recently. <laughs> I okay. just saw that it's everywhere. And I was just like, well, I should do my homework and test everything else. And well, that's I started, good. I started doing that and losing, and then I'm like, well, I don't even want to play standard anymore. <laughs> that's good, though. I mean, like, that, like, like going that – because you already know Mardu midrange, like, mm -hmm. picking up the other decks and seeing what they run and seeing what they want to see, you know what I mean, like, is a really good thing. Like, that's a good way to test your deck. By picking up the other decks and seeing how they operate. I mean, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just about coming back to reality and mm -hmm. playing the good deck that you started off with. That's where we got to get to. Yeah, I'm still working on Chromanticore.deck, so... <laughs> still, I feel like we're going to get there. Still working on your domain deck, yeah? Oh, come on. Chromanticore up a Siege Rhino? Look! Get that... I, I want to do it. I'm not going to lie. I want to do it. But it's never, ever, 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 ever going to happen. Well, now I just want to try it. <laughs> now, nah, I feel I feel like that's a strategy that's a few cards away. Like, I feel like I feel like all the five color mid range control and maybe even five color aggro decks are just they're just a few cards off. So whenever Fate Reforged comes out, I'll I'll revisit that. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, th I think that, like, with the current mana bases, it's not pop possible. Oh, I totally think it's possible. Really? Yeah, you have all the Trilands. You can run the Seder Wayfinder to fetch them up. Yeah, but... You've got the Carry Added, and you've got Mana Confluence. Yeah, like... I know. I know. Look, I tried to build this deck in one of my articles. Like, and it was just like, I can't. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I can't even, like, approve this. But it was like, the mana base was literally... Four mana confluence and then twenty trilands. It was just all the trilands. Okay, well that's just wrong. Yeah, it is. So is trying it at all. Oh, you know what? <laughs> so, so I tried. So Brad Nelson top a the last SCG with a four color deck. Yeah. And I really like the idea of Courser of Crewfix with multiple different types of fetch lands. So, like, if you don't need all those colors until, like, turn four or five, I guess there's – maybe there's something cool you can do. Hmm. That was the end of my thought. That's all I thought. <laughs> so, maybe red-green so you can run main deck Anger of the Gods. Mm-hmm. Fetch lands. Mm, some sort of dig through time to get all your pieces. Pieces of what? I, I, whatever you whatever you can cast with your five color deck, so you, you look for the, the the things you can actually cast. What's the basis? Oh, I'm sorry, I was just quoting the next line of the Kanye West song that I was just thinking of. Blue green could work. Profit a crew fix. That's a card. Yeah, but it's a commander card. <laughs> what about? Oh, now you're gonna tell me that uh, <laughs> Yisin the Wanderer Bard or whatever. Yeah, totally not a commander card. Hey, I've no. seen people running that in standard. I don't understand it, but I've seen people doing it. It's so slow. It is like the most abysmally slow thing I've ever seen. Although I did love the uh, the idea of uh, that was, it was what Aaron was talking about when when she was on the show a few weeks ago mm -hmm. um, about somebody running uh, Yisan and then like 
tap ability on the stack and then untap with uh, Kiora's follower, tap again, mm-hmm. abilities on the stack again, and then searching up like two, three drops. Yep, you can do that. That is, uh, I, I mean, I hate that, but uh, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Whenever, if, if there's a strategy and I imagine I'm across the table from it and I'm just laughing, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, bro. You, you go for it. That's probably not that great. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you can picture the if you can picture yourself like getting relaxed when you see that they play that card and you probably shouldn't be playing that card yourself. Yeah, it's just like, okay, in step, I'm gonna tap three mana. Okay. I'm gonna tap my yes end. Okay. Put a counter on it. All right. Gonna get an Elvish Mystic. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> you broke it. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do that. Nah, probably not. <laughs> now, what's that? the blue-green flyer that has flash, trample, and whenever you draw a card, you gain a life? I know which one you're talking about. Um, and I, I should not talk any more about it. Right, it's the 3 Moving two on. flyer. Yeah, from Theros. No, 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 no. Really great. It was great in Limited. I loved it in <laughs> Sealed. But I think it ends there, man. I think it absolutely ends there. I think I think that Mardu midrange is a good option. Really, I do. Um, I think it that, probably is. Yeah, I think I think that with a competitive event like this, I think it would be good practice mm-hmm. to just to play the deck you think is the best deck because you've tended to have the best, the most success when you've just stuck to your guns. Top yeah. four states mm-hmm. playing your red deck, even though you thought it was a bad environment for red, even and though you was. played and you played in bad matchups. But yep. you still knew your deck inside and out, and you were able to come out on top. True. Right? Yeah. But see, that the problem is that I was playing a deck that had the ability to just dump your hand and win. Mm-hmm. Like, none of these mid-range decks are like that right now. Right. I oh, I'm going to cube draft after this? It's going to be so sweet. <laughs> That's right. I it feel great about that. I feel great about my cube deck. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I just force red, even though... Even though they tried to nerf red. Oh my god, did they ever. You can so <laughs> tell. You can tell that like the person who designed the Legacy Cube deck or whatever it's called now, mm-hmm. they just hate losing to that deck. Mm-hmm. Like To borrow a phrase from the, uh, the social sciences, I can feel the microaggressions against myself as a, as a red mage. Like, I, I feel like they like there's just all these like incidental life gain cards in there. There's like um, Faith's... Uh, oh my god, I can't Faith's remember. Fetters. Yeah, the three and a the, yeah the instead of Oblivion Ring. Right, it's gain four life when it enters the battlefield. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've yeah. got the new Ajani that gives plus one plus one and uh, or plus one plus zero or is it plus one plus one? Vigilance Life Link. They've got uh, they've got Archangel of Thune. They've just got a bunch of just random like it's still a good card in like a mid range deck or whatever strategy you want to build, but it also just happens to gain some life and totally hose the the red deck. Huh. Just as you're about to kill them, but I don't oh, care. Wow. I was still doing it, and I uh, threw a draft last night. It's just, amazing. Just putting my head down, playing red, playing it to the best of my abilities. Um, so just just playing the deck that you know best and that you mm-hmm. think could win, and just uh, and then just outsmarting the people playing all the other stuff, like you should be doing at the Grand Prix this weekend. Okay, now I I, I knew you were gonna bring it back around to this. Have you ever, okay, okay. So I I played with Temp. It was a it's a commander card, Temps with Vengeance. 
It's a sweet no. card. Oh, I don't even know it. What does it do? X and a red. Mm-hmm. And it has keyword tempting offer. Oh, my God. You commander players. Uh, put... <laughs> Put X one one red elemental creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. Each opponent may put that many one one red elemental creature tokens with haste on the battlefield. For each player who does, you put X one one red elemental creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. Hmm. So I had a couple combos with that. I had Perforos into That's that, amazing. which is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you put like five of those on there, and if they don't understand what's happening, they they're like, Oh yeah, sure, I'll do that. So you, put, so you end up putting... Um, you end up doing straight 20 to them. It, yeah. yeah, you just kill That's them. Amazing. But, so even then, but even then, Perforos pumps them all because you can you know activate them to uh, pump power. Right. Um, and then I also had uh, Bonfire. Yeah, Bonfire the Damned. Yeah, so you just cast that for three next... Oh, wait. Bonfire yeah. the Damned? Oh, yeah, Bonfire the Damned. Like, actually yeah. Bonfire. Yeah, you just hard cast it the next turn. For X equals one, just wipe out their all the little X, little one ones they got. Very nice. And just roll over. Yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, I, I'm I'm very confident with my cube deck. That's feel fun. great. San Antonio's cube format, right? Sure, but the only cube deck you get to play is Mardu Midrange. Can I tell you that deck's not looking too good in the the cube? <laughs> I was playing my Mono Red deck, and I played against someone that was playing Mardu round one. Uh-huh. And they just played all the land destruction spells, and that they were just very sad about that. <laughs> they tried to sinkhole my mountain. They did uh, molten rain on my mountain. Molten rain. <laughs> I can never, I can never hear that card name without thinking about chocolate rain. Uh, but anyway, hey, look at that, folks! For those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a really long time, it's the return of years old memes. Because <laughs> we I used to get people people know those. I know, but we used to get made fun of for how old our memes were. Because we used to be like like Joey and I used to just get so pumped about like like ten year old memes all the time. <laughs> so like we started being like, Hey man, the other day I was on the internet and I saw this thing. It was a dancing baby cartoon. It was unbelievable. It was so funny. I think I should let you all see that. Oh, we, oh yeah, and peanut butter jelly time. That's also one of my favorite Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, like, 10-year-old memes, I I was successfully Rickrolled the other day. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's amazing. Did you yeah. know that episode 100 of this show was a Rickroll? Nah. Yeah. So we did episode 99, which was our last episode. And then we were like... Episode 100, we come back from our break early to talk about this whole situation. Uh, click here to find out more, and then you click on it, and it was actually just a Rickroll. That was all it was. So our episode 100, like, a lot of people make a big deal of episode 100, and they do mm-hmm. all this special stuff, and they have all this, like, like fanfare. And our episode 100, and it was the last episode we ever numbered, was a Rickroll. Modern. What played- about <laughs> it? That's a, that's a transition. <laughs> No, uh, I have been thinking about modern a lot lately. Um, When I went to Baltimore this past weekend, um, I I hung out with my buddy Tim, and I picked up his magic card collection. I don't know if I told you this. Yeah. So, um, so I got the I got his collection, and um, so I've been thinking about modern because I've got a ton of modern cards all of a sudden. Like I've got arid mesas, I've got celestial colonnades, I've got I've got basically there like wait you, know, you have celestial colonnades yeah I had um 
nine <laughs> fetch lands in the collection. There was nine fetch lands. There was like almost all the fast lands, mm-hmm. all the ma- all the man lands except for Raging Ravine, which was a sad. Um, there were three colonnades, a couple of the a couple Twilight Myers, um, all kinds of sweet stuff. Three Mox Opals. Have you already gotten rid of the the colonnades or colonnades? Nah, man, I've got them. You need them. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy them. Cool, cool. And then uh, I mean, lots of stuff. Um, I I know Zach said he had meddling mages for you, but I also do. Um, I and, need one more. <laughs> do you? Okay, cool. Oh, and I've got a set of uh, Lie of Sky Knights. Um, they're foil. I got them from a guy who gave me a set of Lie of Sky Knights because he thought he didn't need them anymore. What an idiot. Yeah, I know, right? So you can have your Lie of Sky Knights back next time I see you. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, well, did I just get rid of those? Yes, you did. I just thought they were just completely unplayable. I have them. And yeah, but, so, the, so my first question is uh mm-hmm. what the hell deck runs live sky knight that's like the question i have on here it's a five color humans deck five color humans yeah man it runs four experiment one uh-huh uh four experiment one a human it sure is it's, really? a, human... it's a human ooze oh my god i never knew that yeah <laughs> that's actually amazing and makes me like experiment one a hell of a lot more yeah man um <laughs> it is a little weird that that's a human it's a, a human ooze why did i not know that was a creature type that's unreal don't know how it's going to evolve though humans are the most evolved Anyway, uh, Champion of the Parish, four of those, obviously, mm-hmm. human yep. deck, uh, runs three Anafenza. Wow. It runs three Lay of Sky Knight. It runs four Meddling Mages. They're also humans. Right. Four Mantis. And that just seems like a really cool main deck hate card, too. I mean, yeah. you could just like, because I mean, basically by like the third turn, you kind of know what your opponent's playing. Right, you just go turn two treasure cruise and then figure it out from there. <laughs> no, but I mean, you could like figure it out. You're like, oh, I'm just gonna name Scape Shift. So enjoy that one. Right. Um, it runs three Thalia, which is just a nice little hoser there. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, it runs no non-creature spells. Nice. Thirty-five creatures, twenty-five lands. Awesome. I like it. Uh, four Mantis Rider, which is a human. I forgot about that. Yeah, because it's not a mantis. It's riding a mantis. Yeah, it's the rider. <laughs> right. Um, two <laughs> Safi Eric's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, didn't didn't know that existed before. Yeah, it's a it's a good card. I I can't remember what it does, but I remember it being played a lot. At least I think in Commander. Yeah, there was like a there was a modern event um, at the store, and I just I I, I I I ran out of time and couldn't put this together. But I think I had um, Mayor of Averbrook in the place of this. Hmm. So like I had the I had Mayor of Averbrook, and I was running a few like uh, Huntmaster of the Fells instead of the uh, Meddling Mages. Right it's on. also human, yeah. So I was like I had a little mini werewolf theme. Yeah, a little uh, mini werewolf. Theme. <laughs> um, Humans plus. Yeah, it seems like a too many cooks joke somewhere. Uh, four siege rhino. Mm. <laughs> it's not even a human though. <laughs> That's just the Rhino, because that's just a good card. <laughs> yeah. Siege Rhino's that good that it's in five-color humans? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's funny as hell to me. That makes me, that is really good. And for Falcon Wrath Aristocrat. Wow. I mean, that's just awesome. It's a 4-1 haste. Yeah. Flying. Yeah. And you just sack all your humans and hit them for eight. Jeez. That's yeah. So the, yeah, it just runs a bunch of like the whatever you would expect a bunch of multicolored creature decks to run, like Ancient Ziggurat, Cavern of Souls, mm-hmm. a bunch of Fast Lands, Pillar of the Peruns. Yeah. 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 A couple of Reflecting Pools and then Fast Lands, basically. And uh, four Horizon Canopy so you don't flood. Hmm. It's cool. Uh, but uh, instead, I brought uh, Blue Red Delver was my backup if I didn't have enough time. Mm-hmm. So I played that for like the – well, I've never played it in a tournament, actually. Um, I, I think I practiced a couple of matches with it. Um, so there's this like really fast uh, Blue Red Delver deck that someone was playing online. Mm-hmm. And it runs four Gutshot, which is just awesome. Yeah, It's a very underplayed card. It is. Yeah, so I was playing some test matches against Alec. He, he runs Pod. So I got to do the, like, multiple times, I got to do turn one, Delver. And then it's like, okay, pass. And he plays a turn one, Birds of Paradise. And then turn two, uh, flip my Delver, revealing Gutshot. Oh, that's such a blowout. Play young Pyromaster, <laughs> cast Gutshot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's pretty tilting. <laughs> That's an amazing turn, too. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. That's unreal. Yeah, it also runs a couple of mutagenic growths just for the, the super blowout turn mm-hmm. twos. Um, it also runs, you know, the four Gitaxian probes just because, you know, you, you should be doing that in Delver. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's sweet. Uh, uh, I, so in among the things in this collection, um, I'm, like, almost – I'm, like, six cards away from having um blue blue green infect so i was like oh that's pretty neat so like at this point all i really need are a set of um the really expensive dork what's it called noble hierarch yes that one thank you um i have i'm I'm missing four of those and then like a couple lands and like not but not even that many uh like breeding pools are the main land i'm missing which isn't like super expensive so I'm like, wow, I'm like really close to building this deck. But I've had this, like, I've just been hesitant to pick up Elvish Mystics. I, see, I keep saying Elvish Mystic. No. Nah. Noble Hierarch. Like, because they're 70 bucks each right now. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that card guaranteed is going to be in Modern Masters 2. That's exactly my point, you know? I, I, and I, so I'm, so I'm like really on the fence about it. I mean, I have Affinity. And Affinity's like, I'm missing to build the the version of affinity that I want to build, I'm missing one chalice of the void because I want to run the one that runs four main deck chalice of the void and the, um, shrapnel blast in soul artifact package. I think that's beautiful. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Cause you can go chalice on one and soul it. Boom. Nasty. Thank you for playing Delver. You die. Um, but it seems pretty good. Uh, so I've got a so I've, I mean, my point is I've got a modern deck, you know. I'm not hurting for a modern deck. Um we, I mean like and you're you're you know, you do investments and stuff for a living. Um yep. and I and considering I never listen to your advice. Nope. Um <laughs> it's probably a good idea to listen to your advice once in a while about this kind of stuff. So something like because you know, we've got 5 months out, 6 months out or so. We've got 
Modern Masters 2, right? And we should expect to see... Allegedly. They haven't actually announced it. But it's almost certainly going to happen. But but if, if it happened, we'd be seeing another huge run of reprints, you know? It's like OJ. If I did it. The novel. That's right. He really did put that out. Didn't he? <laughs> he wrote that. Yeah. He actually did that. That is. Oh boy. That is. There's. That is the most amount of nerve. Like how crazy is that? Uh. Anyway. Sorry. Oh wow! I just totally forgot about that. Wow. Jeez Louise. Uh. Speaking some of... fresh references here. Hey, OJ. Speaking. <laughs> That is some fresh OJ. Um, speaking of insane people, Charles Manson just got married. Oh, finally! It's about time he settled down. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah, he got he got married. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Anyway, yeah, um, people are starting to wonder about him. It's like, when is he going to get to settle down? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? Finally. Um, so anyway, what do you think about stuff like Elvish Mystic? Like, there's a lot of big money cards right now that I could pick up for modern to play a deck that I may or may not play that like in five months might be worth like a third of the price. Now we saw it like with Tarmogoyf mm-hmm. that, you know, it didn't matter. No. Tarmogoyf, Tarmogoyf got printed, but it got printed as a mythic rare. And I think that has a lot to do with why the price didn't drop too much. Um, do you think something like noble hierarch would ever be printed as a mythic rare? Probably not, right? No, I feel like that's going to be printed as a rare. Yeah, and I think that if anything gets printed as a rare in Modern Masters, that that's going to tank the value. Because people yes. are going to people will open the crap out of Modern Masters to get whatever the chase mythics are. You know? Yeah, so, there's nothing that was printed at rare in Modern Masters that's like $50 right now. Right, exactly. But like most of the things that were printed at Mythic that were already $50 are still $50. Like, which is why I feel pretty good about having Mox Opals, you know, because I think Mox Opal will get reprinted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will get reprinted at Mythic. There's no way they would reprint that at Rare. No, I don't think they're going to move that down. No. And so, so like, that one is one I feel confident in holding on to uh, because, you know, it, it's a Mythic Rare through and through. Um, something like Tarmogoyf, you know, uh, the... Um, Vendillion click, which I was a little confused about, um, but I, I guess I, I don't think that it doesn't feel. Does that card feel mythic to you? Not really, but you know? I mean, I guess it just costs a lot of money. Oh my god, Birthing Pod is seven dollars. Yeah, isn't that That's, weird? That seems like I, I was expecting it to be like fifteen or something. I don't know. Yeah, and it hasn't been reprinted, right? No. Yeah, I know. That's like the weirdest. Why hasn't the price of Birthing Pod gone up? Okay, so yeah, like everyone was freaking out about Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time and Jeskai Ascendancy, uh-huh. and there was a modern GP in Spain, I believe, mm-hmm. and I think two or three Birthing Pod decks made the top eight, hmm. and I, maybe people are just assuming Birthing Pod's going to get I, – I just can't imagine that getting banned now. I think that's I – mean, you know, and I think that is why the prices stayed down, because I kept thinking, oh, they're going to ban that stupid card. You know, like, I kept assuming they would ban it. So you know, think, I've actually never played a Birthing Pod deck. Never. In modern. N- never played one yourself or played against one? No, I've never played one myself. Oh, okay. 
And I used to love that deck in standard. Yeah. Wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> like I made all kinds of stupid like combos in standard when you had to like jump through a million hoops for that. Right. But I've never picked up a, a modern birthing pod deck, even though it seems like just the best deck. But, Maybe uh, it's like an Imperial recruiter or a Lauren problem where like the rest of the deck costs so much money that it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I can see that. Because I think Birthing Bot's a pretty expensive deck to build. I think so. Because it runs a bunch of colors and a bunch of, like, expensive one-ofs. And, yeah. like, I, get, I bet Birthing Bot's, like, one of the cheaper parts of the deck. Yeah, I mean, like, you've got, like, Lin Vala, which is a billion dollars. That's so Lin Vala's getting reprinted. Yeah, you think? But that'll probably be Mythic Rare, too, right? Yeah, that'll that'll be that'll be Mythic. Was so, she Mythic originally? Yeah, I can't she remember. Was. Okay. She was. I, I know, because I've got two now. Oh my god, it's $38. Yeah. Court of Calling's two bucks, guys. What? Yeah. <laughs> Court of Calling is two bucks? Yeah, I tanked, huh? Wow, it did. <laughs> I didn't expect that, because... I mean, even if it wasn't the best card in standard, it gets played in modern, you know, and it gets played in commander. I didn't expect that card to actually sink in value, even if like I didn't like it in standard. I didn't expect it to just like drop like that. That's crazy. Yeah. All the fast lands and all the buddy lands are cheap as hell. They are. They are. Like two bucks. Mm hmm. But I feel, um, like, I feel like that's wrong. Anyway. Sorry. So no. So anyway, so so you think that like. You know, if something feels mythic and you need it for modern, go ahead, pick it up. Yeah, I mean, if so, you're you're making a bet that it gets like worst case scenario, it gets reprinted in Modern Masters two, and then worst worst case scenario, it gets reprinted at rare, right? Or like uncommon for some reason, like <laughs> Serum Visions, I, I guess. God, th doesn't that need a reprint? Yeah, I'm assuming something like that gets reprinted at uncommon. It has to. I mean, it's it's seven dollars. Yeah, that's just silly. A seven dollar common. It's just from a set that came out like ten years ago. That's a joke. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah, they 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 almost have to reprint that if they're not going to ban it, like they banned every other thing that's described to in 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 modern. Yeah, because wasn't Kitchen Finks originally an uncommon? It was. Yeah. Yeah, and at one point that was like a ten dollar card. So. It was, yeah, that's true. I, I feel like, yeah, that, that'll get reprinted at, like, Uncommon, maybe. Uh, Serum Visions, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that working out. Because yeah, I don't think you want too many of that effect running around the uh, limited environment, but... Uh... I don't know. I've always had trouble with that. Like, in Cube, like, Brainstorm, like, because I don't play, like, combo blue decks. Well, Brainstorm's not that good. Okay, because I see that, I'm like, man, that doesn't feel like that's very good in Limited. The thing is, you need, I mean, like... You needed a way to shuffle your deck. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the thing with Brainstorm. That's why Brainstorm is so good is because, you know, Brainstorm, and that's why Jace the Mind Sculptor was so good when it was good is because... Oh, there are fetch lands in standard. Exactly. So you go Brainstorm, fetch, you just Ancestral Recalled off on a stick. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So, yeah. That was, that was the deal with standard. And I played the hell out of Jace the Mind Sculptor in Standard, I'm proud to say. But That's I played horrible. it in super janky decks. Like, I played it in, like, in like Turbo Fog and stuff. It was awesome. Uh, yep. I just want Jace the Mind Sculptor to be unbanned in Modern, so I can play it in, like, a Polymorph deck. 
I've been trying to pick up a playset of uh, of Jace just in case it gets unbanned in modern. Mm, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, I went four zero with that blue red Delver deck. Right. Right. You were. You were. You were. I think you were saying that. No problem. Actually, no. I got really lucky, but still, no problem. It's just like with J.R. Smith. I was like complaining about him the entire game, and then he hit like a <laughs> he hit some like crazy jump shot with like a second to go to force overtime. I was like, never a doubt. Never a doubt. <laughs> Always believed in him. Do you think they're gonna ban Treasure Cruise? In modern? Yeah. Mm. I mean, even though, yeah, okay, some some <clears throat> some pod decks made the top eight of a big event, you know. Like, do you still think like the deck is kind of too? That like, card does feel too good because I was playing Blue Red Delver with four Treasure Cruise in it. Right. And I was playing, I guess, against uh, Blue Red Splinter Twin. Okay. And. Like, I was just running stuff out into counter spells because I just didn't care. I'm like, whatever, just going to treasure cruise. doesn't matter. You're going to run out of spells. I'm going to have a full hand. Who cares? And, and that's exactly what happened. Like, I just kept do, running stuff out into counter spells and then eventually resolving a treasure cruise. And it just didn't matter. Like, hmm. and that, that's not like play skill on my part. That's like, yeah, I just kept, kept casting spells until I could cast this ancestral recall for, you know, for blue, just like you're supposed to in modern. It was, you know. It's a hard, you know, very skill-testing card. So do you think it gets the ban hammer then? Oh, yeah. It yeah. should. If if you compare it to other things that have been banned, like, cards have been banned for less than this. So, yeah, I, I mean, Delver did win the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Willie Adel was playing a junk deck, like, with Tarmogoyf and Seedrano, actually, which is funny, but also splashing blue for Treasure Cruise. Jeez, that, <laughs> so, yeah. Now that to me makes it feel like yeah, that needs to be banned because that's not good. <laughs> that's not healthy. Because that, that's the thing. Like if if Delver, like if that card made Delver playable, mm-hmm. then it, it would has. Be, then it would be like oh, that's cool, you know. But Delver was already great. Delver was pretty good. It now was... it's like tier zero and a half. Yeah. It's just kind of ridiculous how good it is. Which makes me feel like, I don't know, like we've got these like completely busted blue cards, but we're not playing them in standard. Maybe we should be playing them in standard. Yeah, yeah. Not me. Someone else, but yeah, someone should be playing them in standard. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play them. <laughs> and so you're, you're on black-green Constellation, no doubt. Yeah, I'm definitely playing green-black Constellation. Um, I'm, I feel really good with the deck. Um, I, I feel like the deck's really strong. I haven't had enough time to play test. So like, you know, there's no, for me, not having a lot of time to play test. I don't want to try to reinvent the wheel. You know, I don't want to go too crazy. Um, I've been playing green devotion. I know green devotion really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking some of my favorite elements of green devotion and then, you know, adding in the constellation theme to that basically is what I'm doing. Um, so adding in the Doomwake Giants, adding in the whip, the whip is so good. And then just like going all in on Hornet Queen, because I love Hornet Queen and Doomwake Giant. And just those two cards together have just felt ridiculous. And I mean, you know, not only is Hornet Queen a great blocker, it's also a finisher. If there's one, like the one deck I wish I could have tested more before the weekend, but at this point we're just in, it's just, it's just, it's just gotta be green, black devotion, um, is the Abzan reanimator with the Ashen Riders. 
Oh yeah. Cause I kind of love that, but, um, but no time, no time to mess with all that. So I'm not going to deal with it. Oh, <laughs> but you know what? I did just get in the mail just in time for the weekend for my sideboard. What? A pair of in Garrick's wake. Because if there's one way to break up an, a, a, a mid-range match, it's by blowing up everything on your opponent's side of the field. I don't completely hate that. No, and I and I and I I laughed it off when I saw it before, but like when I saw it in somebody's sideboard. But after like playing a couple of these games against the mid-range matches, I'm just like, man, if only I had something to deal with all this stuff at once. I I, I like that idea. I like the idea of having some sort of. Uh, some way to break serve, you know? Um, Whatever happened to... I can't even remember. The blue-white god? Where you draw cards whenever... Afara? Afara! What about that in Jeskai Tokens? If if blue-white heroic isn't playing it, it's not any good. Oh, it's too slow for blue-white heroic. They already have that. It's Ordeal of Thassa for them. Yeah, I guess. You know what? Huh. Testing it. Testing what? Jeskai tokens with Afara? Heck yeah. I don't I don't think it's a terrible idea. Although like what do you need Afara for when you've got Are you running ascendancy? Um you know, just a few. Well, what's the point of having Afara when ascendancy essentially does the same thing? Uh, let me save you yeah, all but you your... draw a card. Yeah, but you also draw a card off the ascendancy. Let me save you some testing and tell you to not play it. Mm. If a god, okay, an indestructible god card mm-hmm. that fits into blue white X aggro decks or ag or mid range or tokens or whatever, it fits in there, right? And pros are playing these decks, mm-hmm. they would be playing Afara, but it's not any good because it's going to do essentially the same thing Jeskai Ascendancy does except for three mana and not four and and just, it's, it's not good. It's not good. No, it's bad. I was just it, joking. I know, but... What about Thassa? Make your tokens unblockable. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no... Now, in, like, a Soul Tide deck, maybe. No, that's horrible. Stop it. You're just saying stop it because you want to get to sleep. No, I'm I'm awake. <laughs> no. I'm going to like Cube after this. It's that <laughs> testing for standard. That's because you don't have to. You're going to play Mardu, and you're going to rock. I just want a Cube. Hey, if anyone's going to, like, GP San Antonio and wants a Cube, I'm going to Cube. I'll Cube. I'm down to Cube. I'm sure. Maybe. Maybe I'll bring up my uh, box of modern masters. I still got st- two of those. You still have them? Yeah. Cool. I bought a bunch of those. Yeah, I should probably like, talk about things before I do them, so I don't sound like I'm just like, yeah, I bought like you know, I bought like a million. Uh, what's a card that went up a bunch? Just kind of ascendancies. No, that went back down though. Now did I'm, it? Yeah, I made some money on like half of them, but now like those other ones are just those are just hanging out now. Yeah, but you know they're trade fodder. You throw them in your binder. Oh yeah, I've been I've been trading those left and right, trying. And trying. that's good. You already made your you already made your profit. So well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now so. you're just kind of you know those I don't, out the last couple. Yeah, I don't know if like how long I'm gonna hold on to those. It might be a long time. I don't know. I feel like that's like just a unique card. Anyway, conspiracy boxes. You think those will be worth anything? 
don't know. Everyone's like, having yeah, everyone's having these like Black Friday sales. They're like eighty bucks. They're like conspiracy boxes. Get them out of my sight. I don't want to see them anymore. I don't know. That's a really good question because it seems like one of those sets. So like Unhinged wasn't worth anything for the mm-hmm. longest time because it was such a like quirky, weird set. Like I remember buying packs of Unhinged like two, three years after it came out for like a buck each. Hmm. You know, and like even though the lands were worth money, people still didn't care. They weren't worth anything. But then somewhere along the way, those things went through the roof. And um, I don't know if there's anything in conspiracy that could really do that. Other than, like, you know, the fact that people might want to to draft it. Because it is fun. Yeah. You know, we did a draft, a conspiracy draft, um, at the shop like a week ago, right before I left. Hmm. Um, We did, uh, it was conspiracy, random conspiracy draft. So we did... We, we know we draft pack conspiracy, then everybody bought a random pack, and then we bought another pack conspiracy. So um, I bought Mirrodin. Um, mm. There was Mirrodin, Innistrad, because it was five of us. Mirrodin, Innistrad, M15, and Khan's Boring, and Time Spiral. <laughs> Who put the cons in there? I don't remember. I think it was like Peter and somebody else put the cons is really good though. Cons is good. No, it was, it was just funny. They were just like, I'm going to be boring and buy this. And they just wanted to draft some cons. It's cool. Um, I feel like cons is like if, if cons was $80, like I'd, I'd buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't a... know if that is though. I don't think it is. Probably not. No, but I feel like, like, I don't know. Conspiracy. I mean, are we going to look up and it's gonna be like $60 a year from now, like 10 years from now? I don't know. I don't, probably not. It just really depends. I don't think there's any reason to like crack that stuff. No, there's no reason to crack it. But I mean, like most of like a lot of the sets hold up. Like I guess I don't know. The boxes are like worth something because they're like really fun to draft. Like right, Innistrad. And that's what I think might happen with conspiracy because conspiracy is really fun to draft. Like you can't get me to play a game of Commander, but I totally just like stopped practicing for the night to draft conspiracy Mm -hmm. i was like yeah sure why not i was like i never get to play magic for fun and like and to me drafting conspiracy is really fun and then playing the games is really fun because it gives you the positive experience from commander without all the negative so like you get that positive experience of like the the group politics and and you know playing weird decks without like somebody just going infinite on like turn six. Oh yeah. Cons of Tarkir. Yeah. You can get them for 80 bucks. Wow. Same with conspiracy. Same with Theros. Cons is that's, that's major. Yeah. I feel like cons, like people are going to want, although where's dark. Okay. Dark Ascension's 110. Avison restored is 150. That's amazing. Dragon's Maze is 85. Are you okay? That that's, seems high. <laughs> that's just silly. That seems high. Yeah, yeah, yeah it seems very high. <laughs> Even Ravnica is like 100. Poor, poor Dragon's Maze. Good lord, yeah. Poor Dragon's <laughs> Maze. 85. Huh. What is, I wonder what Innistrad is. Like, that was the last, like, like just amazing draft set. Um, hmm. This makes me, I'm, I'm curious now. I might, I might buy some of these conspiracy boxes and cons. 
I think the cons boxes are 100% worth it. And I think the conspiracy boxes are, like, worth it for fun. Oh, my God. What? Modern Master boxes are $400 now. Yeah, that sounds about right. I remember Card Kingdom had, like, some, like, holiday sale last year. And there was, like, uh, I think they were, like, 200 bucks. That's crazy. Yeah, well, you know. And that, and that again, comes down to people wanting them for fun and then people buying them to crack them and open Tarmogoyf. Yeah, like those are worth cracking. Like those there's not really much better value than a box of modern masters. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, by uh, by the box, I think that's true, but like buying individual packs is just a death sentence. It's awful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awful. I, I've never seen anything good come from someone buying a pack except for when I got my participation pack for uh the first modern event after modern masters came out and opened a tarmogoyf <laughs> that was nice it's pretty good must be nice yeah I, I i won my first round and then scooped to mary and dropped i was like i already won this tournament i don't need to play <laughs> it's like i opened a tarmogoyf i'm done <laughs> yeah conspiracy doesn't really have any like valuable cards I guess yeah. you want to play like the foil brainstorm lottery. Yeah, and that's like it though. And like and like I mean it's got stifle, it's got uh exploration, um it's got a couple, you know, staples, but nothing that's really like worth ripping the box open for. Which no. I think is good. I mean maybe maybe if Dak Faden sees more play in Legacy, which that's true. I can see that. But like I think that's good though. I like the fact that the the set is like is good and mm-hmm. like you get some decent stuff out of it but it's not so good that people are like like just you know taking them off the market just so they can open them when it's meant to be something that can be drafted and have fun and like you know fun had with oh no it's it's safe there's well, let me count one two three four five six seven Eight eight cards worth more than five dollars in that set. Yeah, exactly. And and but I think that like that's what I'm saying. I think that like you pay for the experience yeah. of drafting, and I think that's really cool. Whereas Modern Masters was supposed to be that thing, but like just became like this. Like, I loved Modern Masters. I, I didn't. Get I, I think that's just because I was good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, that was such a great format. So fun. I just forced rebels and won. That was great. <laughs> Real skill testing format. <laughs> Every format I'm good at is, is very skill testing. Right. Anytime I, I'm not good at it, it's just stupid and random. Right. Like standard right now. So yeah. capricious. Can't stand it. But. Did I tell you about the um, uh, when I played uh, Mardu mid-range at the uh, Super IQ? Can't remember if I talked about that. I don't think so. I don't... Uh... No, that's the deck felt really okay. I I can I can spare everyone just two senses. Deck felt really good, and this time I mean it. Most people say this, and they're it's just sour grapes. But I I do actually think it's just variants that I I did not perform well. Yeah, I did o for I like I went o for seven in in dice rolls. Yeah, that's a really bad record. Like that's in, impressively. Bad. That was the first. I've never done that before. Although if you play like you know like two hundred tournaments, it'll happen once. Sure. Something like that. I can't remember what the actual number is. I looked it up when I got home. I did the calculus. I was like, oh, my God. But uh, Ryan got 22nd, which was cool. Yeah. Um, 
playing that uh was he playing he was playing ascendancy right no he's just playing jess guy jess guy guy. straight up jess guy man i beat him (laughs) that's right you did that's right i saw i saw the picture played matei uh round one yeah yep (laughs) lost yeah i had really good luck with that I, I've I've had to play him. I had to play him twice round one in the same weekend. Hmm. Once at the GPT and then once at the PTQ in Austin. We drove all the way down there together and then I had to play him round one. That's awesome. It was not awesome. It was the exact <laughs> opposite of awesome. So, what a shame. Mar- Marchesa is $6. I don't even know what that is. Marchesa the Black Rose from Conspiracy. Oh. Is it a uh, uh, three-color commander, basically? Yeah, it yep. is. There you go. That's why. Grixis or something? Yeah. Yep. yep. Does yep. something? Can't remember. I think we've. I think we've. Uh... This well is dry. Yeah, I think we've 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 hit it. We've hit it's the wall. dry. We have hit the wall. I'm parched. But uh, join us next week when uh, we talk about our Grand Prix experience because we're totally going. To be continued. Or join us next week when we talk about how much fun we could have had and instead had to not go to the Grand Prix. Play some sweet sealed event. Sad faces. Whatever that is. There is a pretty cool sealed event at Common Ground, but let's not talk about that. Oh my god. What? Mm. What? Oh my god. All right. You ready for this? Yeah, what's up? This is the most awesome. This is the last thing before we go. The most awesome side event this weekend is the Team Trios Guild Masters Sealed. So it's Team Trios Return to Ravnica pre-release pack sealed deck. 75 bucks a team, three players per team. And each team receives one pre-release pack each. Return to Ravnica <laughs> Gate Crash and Dragon's Maze. You can't pick your guilds, but we will promise no guild overlap between the three packs. Yes, this is 18 boosters of Return to Ravnica block. You may play your pre-release foils in these sealed decks. You will then build three 40-card decks from these, plus any number of basic lands. Matches are normal team trios, A versus A, B versus B, C versus C, with team record being the number of matches that team has won. We should start uh, practicing for that. That's hilarious. I really like that. That is so cool. What day is that on? That is on Sunday at 3 p.m. Hmm. That is pretty cool. That sounds really cool. It's a good thing I have all these pre-release packs so we can uh, <laughs> get some practice in. Start start grinding Trios Guildmasters sealed, yeah. I think I really broke the uh, randomly assigned guild packs format. <laughs> uh, I, I think that if we do go this weekend and we don't make day two, fingers crossed that we don't have to even worry about it. Uh, but if that's the case, um, this seems like a no brainer in terms of like, we got to find a third person and hit this thing up. All right. That's all we have for this week. We are your OMTG taps. I'm sorry. Okay. Until next time. I'll actually just, where did this until next time come from? When did you start doing the until next until time? Until next time. So that's all we have for this week. We is, are uh, – stop. Shut is up. that how that goes? No, just say stop bitching and start brewing. That's all we have for this week?
Join us next week in another thrilling adventure of Yo MTG Taps. Never encounter fights with self-defense, legs, swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing down the mic. Now they get caught up in a hype for being so tight. Sag with your jeans was hella me, mug right strike. Android they can't combine. Leroy Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip-hop, you rep vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintained a quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding it. I've lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with it. Pursue music with a strength. Yo MTG Taps is available every other Thursday on LegitMTG.com, IWantMyMTG.com, MTGCast.com, and iTunes. Email us, YoMTGTaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, YoMTGTaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at YoMTGTaps. Follow me on Twitter, at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter, at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter, at AffinityForBlue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>